What's up, everybody? I'm Jeff. I'm Emily. And I'm Johnny. And you are listening to the More Than Music podcast with For All Seasons. Welcome, everybody, to the show. This month, we are exploring a season of feeling far, um, feeling far from God. And, and along with that season comes just this, this distance, a void, a numbness. It's a season that all of us on this episode today have been through and can attest to. Yeah, And it's a season that we want to explore. I, I think with with this year, we wanted to um, go with this idea of the ampersand concept, which is basically, you know, in the highs and lows of life, whether it's a season of feeling far, a season of feeling close or near, whether it's a season of friendship or a season of loneliness, that God is the same through all of it. And so he's deserving of our praise and he's deserving of our attention and, um, you know, I I think going through seasons like this, it can be hard to seek God. It could be hard to um, navigate it when we're asking questions and don't feel uh, his presence or don't feel him speaking to us or leading us. Um, and so we're excited today um, just to dive in and to explore what it means to seek God in a season of feeling far. Yeah. And today we're really honored to have uh, a special guest and friend on the episode with us. Ryan Ellis is a singer-songwriter, incredible worship leader. We met him back in 2016. Did I get that year right? It feels like it was longer. It feels longer, but it was 16. Um, At an indie artist retreat up in Washington. And it's this really weird retreat where we all just get together in this big house <laughs> and nobody really knows who each other is. Um, but we learn about the music industry. And We're really, all scared to death. Right, We're pretty much. We're all scared much. to death because we want to get a record deal. <laughs> right. Please, right. pick it's us. A, yeah, it's an incredible week, but it's also so weird feeling because you're just like, do I need to prove myself? All these things, whatever. Um, so it. we met Ryan. At least we got some friends out of it. We did. It's we'll true. Take that. We did. And now we, we share that, that bond forever because yeah. not many other people will know what that feels like. But um, we met him in 2016 and found out that he lived only 20 minutes from us. Well, yeah, he didn't, know, at, the, after, he didn't at the time. Like but years. yeah, <laughs> funny enough, someone scheduled a song or a songwriting session at my house. And they needed to just like borrow it. And there's a knock on the door and I open it and it's Ryan. (laughs) So random. Anyway, uh, Ryan just released, I'll say a new project, but really it's two projects that go together, um, Life and Response. And we've been able to listen to those. They're now available. And just thinking through this topic of feeling far from God, I know that Ryan has walked through so many different difficult and exciting things in life that this this idea of feeling far from God, I know is something that he has walked through. Um, and so Ryan, would you tell our audience, our listening audience, a little bit about yourself? And then simply put, like when you think of a season of feeling far, what does that mean to you? And then if you're not currently walking through it, when was the last time and what did that season look like? Um, wow. Well, such I'm really stoked to be doing this with you guys. Um, 
and yeah, it's been it's been crazy. First of all, I just want to say that I love you guys' music. You guys are killing it, and I'm really glad we got the song right that one day. We'll do it again, and uh, and we'll do it again. We'll get a better song because that other song you don't like, so it's okay. Hey, what? Uh, I'm just I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it needs work. It needs work, but it's got great bones. I love it. I know it, it does. Bones. It has really great bones. That's why I love songwriting because I always I feel like it is such a partner thing and and you're just creating and you're getting better at it. Yeah. Anyways, that's a rabbit trail. Um, but I am really thankful. I love what you guys are doing, and it is so crazy how God's brought us all back together. Mm-hmm. Um, but a little bit about me. I've been leading worship for um, almost almost ten years now. And songwriting, probably, probably all that time, but you know, just not good at it at all. <laughs> um, still like learning a lot. Um, but I was raised in a um, non-Christian home. My mother was single mother, and uh, dad wasn't really in the picture at at the time. Um, and um, I kind of just like learned how to like raise myself. Basically, my mom was always at work and doing everything you could probably think of under the sun that I shouldn't be doing. And, and then I got saved and, um, and then gosh, just brought me on this crazy journey since then. Um, and now I'm married. I have two kids. Um, I mean, I've lived a lot of life, so I've, I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. So there's been a lot of up and downs. Um, a lot of times where you feel distant from God or, and then at the same time, you you find, you know, he was, you know, he's just there all the time. Right. He's always yeah. been there. He never leaves. You feel like you're distant, but it's really right. just you kind of ignoring how close he really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is just the surrender. So I've lived a lot of life, you know, and from raising my brother to, you know, to, you know, parents being divorced and selling drugs using drugs, being in the Navy, almost getting kicked out for drugs in the Navy, going to Afghanistan. Uh, and I mean, you guys can attest to this, just like ups and downs of music career. And, yeah. you know, especially in Christian music, it's such an interesting um, niche market to be in yeah. and um, feels all pretty backwards. And so you have like these climaxes in your life and things that feel like, oh, this is going to be great. And, and it doesn't. So there's been several times and it's, and it's, and I'm, you know, I don't think, I think for me, it's always just a process of like, um, me learning along the way of just like seeing where God is in every situation Mm -hmm. rather than me feeling like, oh, I'm distant from God now. This is like you know, the fifth season this has happened, you know, instead yeah. of it becoming more like, oh, I'm backslidden and I'm like, I'm distant from the Lord. There's certain things that I'm learning that I'm just like, okay, well, this is kind of like an interesting turn of events, but where is God in this? And the more you go through things with Jesus, the more you, you kind of, you start to trust him in the process of things. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, for for me, I, I you know, I have, and 
and that's kind of why I released the albums the way that I did was because I felt like I had to like process with you know the small uh, like the amazing small fan group of people that I have and even loved ones and friends just like the process of what I'm going through because um, I think as people in a leadership um, and people who have some kind of influence it's our job to like be as real with where you're where you are mm-hmm. Um, because it gives people permission to be honest and authentic. Yeah. I think for so many Christian artists and for people in general, like you think of the world, like how often have we found out like people who are on top of the world, like Kanye West or Katy Perry or anybody who has, who feels like, who looks like they have it all together. They actually don't have it all together. And, and even though that's crazy, it kind of, shows people like, wow, you know, everybody's going through something and you can have everything in the world, but if you don't have peace, um, you know, then you really don't have anything. And, and so I, I wrote an album, I did life where just basically was a verbal process of everything. Um, because I, cause in Christian music, all you hear is just like the same thing over and over. God is good. God is good. And sometimes it doesn't feel like he's good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't feel like he's close. Um, and, and, uh, and so I felt like, you know, I have to be real. And what I'm hoping this does is it shows people that it's okay to be in the process. And so, um, I just, yeah, that's why I did life. But then at the same time, I'm such a worship leader. I love worshiping. I love, leading people into God's presence. And for me, that's what I've learned over the years to kind of overcome the situations of life. I've just learned to like get on my knees and pray and worship or just mm-hmm. grab my guitar and worship. So I'm always constantly writing worship songs. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also always constantly writing songs about the process or things I want to talk about. And so I had both these things. I had one called Life with a bunch of like verbal processing, some things that were kind of open-ended. And then I had all these worship songs and I said, you know what, this is both of me. And, you know, for anybody who's an independent artist or anybody who is putting out music, you know, there's like strategy to do it. And there's like things you do and things you don't, every move you kind of make feels like it's going to make or break you, even though in reality it's not, (laughs) you know, but for me, I felt like (laughs) I'm, I have to like, I have to make the right move. I have to like put out the right song, the right album so that, cause you know, over, it's kind of weird over the years I've met everybody. I've met all of my heroes. I've met every single one of my heroes, people on my list. And I'm like, I want to write with that guy. I want to meet with that producer because I'd love to learn from the best, the best. And just to kind of see like where I stand, like if I show them a song and they're like, Hey, that's actually pretty good for me. It's like, all right, I'm getting better. You know what I'm saying? So there's, um, I felt like I had all this pressure of, um, I had all eyes on me in a weird way. And so I, I was, I was very hesitant to put out this album because it doesn't land in any stream. It's got pop and then it's also got worship. And I said, but this is me and I have to put both And a friend of mine helped me gather words for it, you know, and it's like life is crazy, you know, and that's why I called the album Life. And life is crazy and and you're going to go through your processes, but 
my response, which is the name of the live worship album, my response will always be worship. And so that kind of ties the two together. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think with, um, for me feeling distant, right. I think, I think I, I answered some of it in there. I know I was probably rambling a lot. No, you're Um, good. I hope it made sense. Um, It did. I mean, that's exactly what our kind of goal for the year is trying to navigate and express is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think that model that you have released through this project is so biblical. It's like we look at the Psalms and it's full of the psalmist just being honest about life. But then it's always this response in the end of like, but this is who God is. And this is what I'm going to choose to believe no matter what. Um, I want to ask you about a song that's on your project and I've only been able to listen to it recently. And then I found out that you wrote it with Benji Cowart, who we wrote Light and Momentary with. Um, But your song, Hide and Seek, because I think it's such an interesting, it's so simple, so, so simple. Um, But this like very intriguing, yet kind of like playful idea of playing hide and seek with God. Um, But then having God just being like, but you'll always find me every time. So I'm curious, like, what inspired that song? Was it oh gosh, a season yeah. of feeling far and just realizing actually God's already with me? Or can you kind of explain that? Dude, well, that song was freaking gnarly. I got goosebumps right now just thinking about it. We were writing it with Josh. So, so in the midst of all the craziness I've had, you know, of like music. So I've had, a co- you know, a couple of people that have come alongside of me and be like, I believe in you and I want to do this thing. Uh, for you helping me with music, you know, and, um, and it was a friend that like, you know, he's with a well-known group and I mean, he's, he wrote a pretty big song and, and he had some pull now. So he's like, I want to help you out. And so he brought me in. I met, and this is the first time I met Josh Silverberg and we met Josh, uh, Benji was there. So this homie called out all these writers because he was like, you know, we're going to like, we're going to do this writing camp and all this stuff. And it was just like, no bueno. There was like too many, it was just a clash of, of, of too many chefs in the kitchen yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. And, but we were writing, so we were writing all weekend and we were, um, you know, and, and, uh, Jess, Jess Cates was there. Um, these legends, Benji was there, Matt Armstrong, um, Brandon Hampton, and then Marcus Huber was there, um, and Silverberg, and and we were all riding in different rooms. Towards the end of the of the retreat, we were all pretty defeated. We were all pretty like, um, man, this is this didn't work out the way we thought. And then we all met in the main studio room, Studio A, and they were we were all in there. And Brandon Hampton's playing this little lick on the on the acoustic guitar, and he. And it's that melody for you hide I seek you hide I seek and then Josh Silverberg sang out that chorus hmm. because you hide I seek there's like seven dudes in the room and I mean I anyone that. who's a writer knows like it's maybe you know three is is the magic number four is like okay and then five is nobody's gonna get paid on this song right. um, <laughs> and uh, and so it was like there were seven guys in there and um, Silverberg starts singing you hide I seek. And, um, and then all of a sudden it was like the presence of God just dropped and it just like fell in that room 
because we all this all of us for some reason it hit us and we all started adding a line so benji was going off and talking about the father's heart and how like you know it's sometimes when when you think he's far it's like hide and seek you know he's like when he goes, when I play hide and seek with my son, I make myself like a little bit visible so he can see like my legs sticking out or something like that. And then that was the first line of the verse. Like, it's so easy to find you, you know? And then the next person, I think it was um, Jess Cates, who was like, you know, I love when you catch me. You know, I love, I love when my children catch me. So all these fathers that were in the room, Benji, Jess, he has two kids. Benji has three. He has adopted one. And Silverberg has a kid. All these, it was like a room of fathers. And they were all imagining like we were, as if we were standing with the heart of the father hmm. and we were playing hide and seek with our kids. And we each went off and did a line for each of the verse. And then I, I sang out, you know, we laugh when it's over. Because there's so many times in my walk with the Lord when I felt like he was so far and I felt like I was in the freaking like depths of Sheol. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck am I going to do? I have no idea. Like, like, like I'm even still to this day, me and my family, we live by faith, you know? And, and I'm like, and when I look through this, my, 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 my non-spiritual eyes, when I look through the eyes of just like, like natural, natural eyes. I'm like, this, this is crazy what I'm doing. This is ridiculous. And then, but that, that's like a momentary thing. And then I, and I'm reminded, you know, the promises of God and his faithfulness already. But there's times in the season that like the season feels like hell. And then after the season, God shows me what he was, where he was, what he was doing and everything ties together. Like this crazy, like, like he's weaving a freaking blanket together. You know, it's like all these threads that are just tied together to make this crazy picture. Yeah. And he, and then I just like start to giggle. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Like how I just like always do this where I always kind of freak out, but time and time again, you've been faithful. And, um, and so that's where that line came from. It was like, we laugh when it's over. And it was funny because every time I think each one of us set out a line, we started weeping because it was like this fresh revelation of the father's heart and how playful and how like, and it was crazy. And and we all just got rocked. And then Jess Cage just started playing on the piano and we just worshiped to that song. And it was just that, you know, the ready or not, here I come, you hide. I and that was it. And we sang that for like three hours and we were like stuck in the glory. We were like straight up. <laughs> I don't know who listens to your podcast, but we were all like, in the spirit, you know, we were, yeah. we were all like just tripping out. We didn't know what to do. It felt like something so beautiful that we had just witnessed. But every time I listen to that song, I'm just reminded of how, and so many people have taken the song, you know, interpreted it like however they wanted to, which is amazing. And that's the beauty of like art and music. Um, sometimes the music is super like direct and like, this is what the song is about. Um, but I love the fact, you know, I keep getting different uh, people messaging me about it and saying, man, I just love like, you know, God comes and he finds me and like, he, they're thinking you hide, I seek is as if I'm God singing it to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Not yeah. that I'm God, yeah. but from the perspective mean. of the father saying to the, to the children, you hide and I seek when it's not that at all. 
and it could be, you know, whatever. I think God uses it for however people want to receive it. But the intention when we all wrote it was we are children running after our father who was hiding, you know, playing hide and seek with our father. Um, and so I love that the song is getting interpreted in different ways and God's using it to speak to people however they need it at that moment, you know? But um, yeah. that song was written maybe like four years ago and it's just been chilling, waiting. And, and I've sung that in the secret place so many times in different seasons too. But there's that. I love that, man. It's so cool. It's especially like, I don't know, it, when you're co-writing a bunch, a lot of it can feel so formulaic. Yeah. And um, like, I don't know, after a while, it can feel like there are certain phrases that you know will like evoke something out of people. Yeah. And then those phrases end up being very common and they don't mean anything to you anymore. Um, yeah. But I love that yeah. like something as, like when you said hide and seek, like I, ha- I haven't heard the song yet, but um, I'm excited to hear it. But um <laughs> You know, that just like that felt like a foreign phrase to relate to a song that would make you like cry and want to like worship and worship with like a group of six kind of strangers. Like, (laughs) you know, and I love how like, you know, something that can sound on the outset kind of outlandish and then uh, all of a sudden it just like means exactly like it's exactly what all of you needed in that moment yeah um and i've it's something i've been thinking about like with this with this season of life um it's just like wondering you know i think growing up for me it was very hard for me to understand what it meant for god to speak to me like i think i understood the feeling of of far like god feeling far from me but it was hard for me to know whether God was speaking to me or not. Yeah. Um, and so I, I love that story because I feel like one of the way, the places I've landed on is that God speaks to people in such different ways. Yeah, totally. You know, it's not like this, it's not always or even often an audible voice. Um, but like, I don't know. I've, I guess I'm curious for you do you feel like God speaks to you when you're in those seasons of feeling far in different ways all the time? Or do you find yourself like, okay, I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a season of feeling far from God. Like I know to do these certain things that will kind of put me in a place that is open to receiving his voice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, in yeah, totally. How, how have I heard like God speak to me in different seasons? And it is, it's in every, in so many seasons, it's different, man. It's like, it's different. I mean, it's even different being married, you know, when I was single, yeah. you know, I was like going off of what I thought was like going on. And now most of the time my wife is like, Oh, you know, 99% of the time my wife is right. <laughs> you know, she's like, my wife is speaking <laughs> into like situations and she has crazy insight from the Lord. And, um, uh, and then, I mean, when I first, and I think it's all, it's all based off of like mature, you know, growing, growing in the Lord and, yeah. and growing with him in relationship, 
you know, there's, I think of, you know, fathers and that, you know, me being a father of two and, you know, having my dad, he's grandpa now. I don't think there's a lot different from the way that we communicate with each other than how God communicates with us. You know, um, I think that, you know, if you look at relationships with, with your parents, you see certain things that they did when you were younger. Um, they like, they've re- they really catered to you in, in a way that, you know, they, they picked you up and brought you where you needed to go. And then, and then, um, and they communicated different. And the older you got, the less that you needed to actually lean on, lean on them in the sense of like, because there was an understand, there's an understanding now you being older and God won't speak to you in certain ways because you're, you, cause, um, like my dad doesn't call me up and tell me to like do my laundry. Right. <laughs> you know, my, okay. Yeah. I, and I'm trying to get to the point, but my dad doesn't also call me and is like, Hey, did you drink enough water today? And, um, yeah, there's certain it's like things the that more I, you, like, the more you know him, like, or the more you've done those things already, like the less you need it. Yeah. The less you kind of like, and, and, and sometimes, you know, God, it feels like God, you're far away and yet he's right there. And it's like when my son is like putting a puzzle piece together, you know, I can easily put my hand on top of his hand and I can move all the pieces into the area, but he doesn't learn anything like that. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. there's times when it feels like, okay, where is God? And he's not distant or maybe I'm not. It's just like he's he's drawing me into a deeper understanding of who I am and what my identity is and yeah. to trust the process, the trust actually the things that are inside my heart because I'm made a new creation. And, and, and sometimes God's not going to continue to speak to you all the time directly like that because you, ha- you, you, there's seasons where you have to learn to walk out in your identity and just know those things. But you know the truth because of the testimony, the testimonies and you know the truth from the Bible and you know, you have a gauge, you know, there's like a foundation. So, you know, like if I hear something like you should go handle snakes right now or something like that, like, this is, you know, there's not like really biblical, you know? Um, so that's one, that's, that's, that's just a big overall idea revelation. Yeah. Uh, but how God has spoken to me in seasons and how the progression and the growth and the, and the relationship has, has gone with God was like when I was younger, you know, I would just be straight up like, all right, God, open up a door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I need you to, I need you to show that you're real and, yeah. and, and he would, you know, he would in very many, in a lot of ways like that, because I was a baby, you know, and I, yeah. and babies, they cry the parent comes to show like, Hey, you're taken care of. And so as yeah. I got older, different seasons happened and then it wasn't. And I would say like, God, where are you? You know? And then it wasn't a season of him talking directly to me. It was me remembering his faithfulness. And so yeah. instead of him talking directly to me and saying things or opening up doors, opening up things, I was remembering his promises and remain remembering his faithfulness. So there's different seasons. It's all like just growing to maturity of that way. You don't have to be freaking out every time. You know what I'm saying? When things are really hard. Yeah. I if mean, that I, makes sense. 
I think it's an interesting point. Like not only do people hear God speak to them differently, but like even just myself, I hear God speak differently as time progresses. Yeah, exactly. And then to even look at a season of feeling far as a good thing, like (laughs) in the sense that like, maybe like kind of what you said earlier, like I'm always asking God, like where, like, where are you in this specific season? Like, what is God doing? You know, versus like, why do I feel this way? It turned it like the, the longer you, you know, keep moving forward in your relationship with the Lord um, and you see his faithfulness play over time, your questions start to look different. You know, it's not like, God, why do I, why are you so far away? It's like, okay, I feel far away. God, what are you doing? Exactly. And like, yeah. am I, are you teaching me something mm-hmm. versus like, you know, where are yeah. you? I need you to say something. Yeah. There's, I mean, cause there's total, there's been instances, you know, where, you know, you, 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 the only way to learn to um, have faith really is to be in situations where you need to have faith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And sometimes <laughs> so true. it's not going to be like God speaking to you because that's not faith because you have a spoken, you have a word from the Lord or you have like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah. Um, and sometimes things aren't going to pop out of the Bible and it doesn't feel the same way because God's trying to promote you into an area of your identity to where you'll stop, you know, I mean, and some, and some of this stuff I, I can't, I have to remember too, is still like very fresh and new and it's not like new agey. It's just like, yeah. if we're, if we're children of God, we should be operating with the authority um, and with the mindset of like, all right, we're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. We're ambassadors for heaven. Like, what does that look like when I step into a room? Cause so many times people will let the atmosphere or people will let their situations dictate you, but it's kind of like, okay, well, what's inside of me? I mean, that's what, you know, resurrection power. When I wrote resurrection power, you know, it felt like it was a great song and it's still, I think is a great song and it was going off in different churches organically. Um, and, and then Chris Tomlin took it and brought it to everybody else. But I don't really think it got the heart behind the, the message of the song of like, hmm. all right, are you always, are we always going to freak out when life comes at us? Or are we going to operate with the identity of, I have resurrection power living on the inside of me. And what does that look like? Instead of me going into places and being like, and freaking out and being like, when you go to the streets of LA and you see the poverty and you see all this stuff and you see the crackheads and you see all this crazy stuff. Um, but you, and then you go and you, and that's, and people get upset. People get upset. They start saying, Where's God in all of this? Where's this? And the real question is, where are you in this? Mm-hmm. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. If this is something that's pulling on your heart, what are you doing about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I and I think that's another area where people, you know, they don't think that's a way that God's talking to them. But it's like when people these frustrations arise and things that are happening in their life, like. Like for instance, my son, when my son was in the hospital, he, you know, when my, I have two boys, I have one boy that's almost three and I have another one that was born, um, 
last year and and when he was born the doctor said that he wasn't going to live past a year and when he was born he was born natural birth and so we i pulled him up out of the water and i could see from physical features i was like okay he's got like kind of a syndrome you know kind of like how you would see with a baby with down syndrome but this was a different syndrome and we couldn't tell we couldn't we had no forewarning nothing and all of a sudden we're sitting with our baby in the in the um birthing center because we didn't go to a hospital we went to the birthing center and we were sitting there and basically like okay what the heck is is happening like our whole life is is different now our whole life has changed and and you know anybody who has family that has special needs or anything like that it's they know they know that it's not just like oh like they're just there and they got special no it's like your whole life is different yeah um you're you're catering to them. You're also having to adjust with your lifestyle and how, because of the needs that are need to be met, different things. So I knew right then I was like, okay, life is about to be freaking a hundred times crazier. And, and you know, things are about to be flipped upside down. Um, and then on the way to the hospital, um, you have all these crazy emotions that are going on and you're like, you know, thinking, is he going to live? You have no idea. And then you get there and then the doctors are telling you that your, your son has a syndrome that basically means that he's brain dead. He's a vegetable and, um, and he's not going to survive a year, you know, more than a year because his brain's not going to be able to communicate to his body for very long to breathe. And so he's just going to choke and like die. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? Like, like, you know, like, and and for five days, I just sat there and I wept. We were in, we were in the NICU and I just wept and I just said, and, and, I would, and it was really interesting because like, you know, my father came back into my life uh, when I was around, tw- when I was about 20 years old, I was in the Navy and, um, and God just restored that relationship. It took about 10 years for us. I mean, even, I mean, so God restored that, you know, relationship. He got saved, you know, it, and we met right when I got saved which was interesting. And I told my, um, but, you know, I felt like the Lord spoke and this is when God was speaking to me directly. And God was like, and I felt the impression, you know, when I saw the message from my father and he said, you know, those who've been forgiven much must forgive. So I like totally forgave my father. And for the next, I knew my relationship with him was for me to lead him to the Lord. Now my dad comes to church. He like prophesies over people. It's like, insane like the biggest heart you know it's like a pit bull that you know has been rescued my dad was so rough you know around the edges but he has the biggest heart he'll give you the shit off his back and it was so funny because growing up my father wasn't really there to raise me praise god because i think i would have been more jacked up but like now we're both older i understand what grace is he is a little yeah. bit more medicated praise god and like <laughs> and he's got jesus now so he's chilling and and um and it's so funny because he wasn't there when I was a young man, but I called my father the day, one of the uh, second days um, that we were in the hospital and I found a corner and I just like wept and I just like, I just called him up and um, cause he knew Asa was being born and, um, and I called him and I was, I went into the hallway, found a corner and I just lost it. And I just yeah. said, I just said, this is going to be too hard. This is going to be really, really hard. And I don't know if I can do it. And my dad's, uh, and I said, they said that he's not going to be, he's not going to live. He might not make it. 
And my dad didn't even skip a beat. And he said, those doctors don't know what they're talking about. And, and he said, those doctors have no idea who your son is and, wh- and what he's capable of. Hmm. And he said, he said, you're going to be fine. You, you can do this. And right then, God sp- spoke to me. God wasn't distant. Yeah. He spoke through my father. Yeah. Yeah. He just spoke through my real father, a man that I didn't know growing up, but I invested, you know, years in, in trusting the Lord and restoring the relationship. And then he used them wow. in one of the hardest moments of my life. And he yeah. spoke through my father. And my father restored my faith. And I remember me and my wife sitting there, just still crying. And for like three days, I think we just wept. And, um, and then I just said, you know what? I'm so tired of being, of crying. Yeah. And I wiped my face and I looked at my wife. I said, I'm so tired of crying because right now I like, I had this revelation. I said, I'm not crying over my son. I'm crying because I'm being selfish. I'm crying because I know life is going to be hard and it's not going to look the way. And, you know, we thought it was going to be where my son was going to have another brother and we were all going to be playing in the backyard. And I was, we were actually, and then later on you have language, you're mourning the death of the child you thought you were going to have. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and I, and then the Lord spoke to me again because I had to, I just decided like, all right, I need something. And, um, and it's so funny because even in all of this, I never thought that God was not good. I didn't think for once that God wasn't real because it was, he's so, he's just been so faithful. I have it like, there's, I have no, I have so much evidence just with self testimonies and, and, and things that I've seen where I'm like, this yeah. is totally God. God yeah. is real. I know he's real. It's just a matter if I'm going to choose to be bitter or if I'm going to choose to allow my environment to dictate who God says he is and who I know him to be, or am I going to trust him in an area again where it's a little bit harder to trust and, and how am I going to hear him in this season and what is he doing? How do I utilize him in my life in this area? How do I allow him into this part of my life? And that's, that's where I was. I, and, and so it was hard, you know, I, and I think this is, I hope this is just an encouragement to people. It's like, you know, when hard things happen, don't just right off the bat, like blame God and be like, you should have taken care of this. And you like it, life is not going to be easy just because you're a believer. There's people who are being martyred in different countries. There's people yeah. who are freaking homeless. There are people, God's not here to make your life like you know, he, he wants everybody to, you know, flourish. And I think he wants everybody, you know, to succeed in life and, and all those things, you know, just like for me with my kids, I want the best for my kids, but there are going to be things that just happen. It's just life. And he doesn't like put this magic bubble around you all of a sudden to where you are, you're, you, you're, you're immune to like, the hardships of life. And that we have, there's an enemy, there's a real enemy out there. Satan wants to kill, steal and destroy. And if you look at it from a perspective of like, 
okay, my life really isn't my own. What I can do is I can show this relationship with this God that I have, this relationship, this understanding of the love of the Father that I have, and am I really going to let that reign true in my life? And am I going to be... Am I going to be that person that just basically shows the goodness of God in the midst of the craziest things and that will lead people to the Lord? Yeah. Or am I going to be that person that freaks out and then and then you're just one of those other Christians that got freaking stomped by the devil? And I'm not saying that, you know, people that go through that, like sometimes it's just hard. In, in, but there's a strength that it, I mean, and you can only, it's hard to explain it. I can only like from my personal experience of like leaning on strength. That's not your, that's not your own every day. I have to lean on it, you know? And so for me, God wasn't far. It was how, what are you doing in this? What are you calling me to do? What are you calling me to do for my family? What am I supposed to represent right now for my family? How do I trust you? And how do I fully surrender to you so that I can be strong for my family through your strength? And, um, and it's just, a, it's, and I'm still in the process of that, you know, this, yeah. that just happened. You know, my son is getting back from the hospital t- today from going to the hospital six days ago because he got a common cold. He's hooked up to oxygen. He's got a home nurse. He's almost a year, years old. He's almost a year old and he can't crawl. He can't walk. He can't, he's just now lifting his head. Um, wow. Where my son, my firstborn, when he was nine months, he was running around, you know, and he's talking at a year. Um, so we're kind of still just like figuring out because, oh, and so we were at the hospital and then the doctors after us praying and just being like, okay, God, what do you want us to do? And because that's pretty much some of it too. When you're put in these hard seasons, like, God, what do you want me to do? And for us in that season, he said, I just want you to love Asa with everything you have. That's all you can do. It's just love him. Yeah. We had no control with this little homie was going to, pass away or if he was going to live and be a vegetable or if he was going to all of a sudden overnight be 100% normal. But he, you know, God just said, love him, love him without holding anything back. And it wrecked me because I was like, gosh, I'm so selfish, you know? And, um, and so we started doing that. And then every time we come to the hospital, just like, just love him as well as we could bring him toys, sing to him, just, you know, just be there. Like, like just letting him know, even talking to him like, Hey, we love you. Um, cause you know, there's power in the tongue, man. It's like these kids at such a young age, even when they're first born, they're understanding the spiritual realm and there's an atmosphere that you create as parents, you know, are you going to allow like negativity or like Satan to really be the banner and the atmosphere that comes around your child? Or is it going to be kingdom and heaven and love? Um, and so we were just doing all that, you know, worshiping in the hospital room and just loving on him and then ministering to the nurses and like witnessing wow. to them. And it was powerful, man. People were, it was just crazy. And, and then like a week later, the doctors came to us and said that we've never seen anything like this before, but hmm. we did a blood test on him. We did brain scan on him and he doesn't have the syndrome in his blood and he's got normal brain function. He's going to be a little oh. bit like slower developmentally, but he should grow and have a normal life, but he needs to have heart surgery because he's got a hole in his heart 
He's got to get skull surgery because his head was fused, meaning his head couldn't grow with his brain. So they had to cut his skull and do skull surgery. So it's just like, that's the craziest, like of crazy. It's like when you're a kid, you go through all this. But again, it was like me and my wife, we just chose like, our God, what are you doing in this? And it was like, and that's the, that's the biggest question. I think when people are like, oh, I'm far from God. When they, when I hear people talk about that, I'm getting, I'm saying is, is God far or is he just calling you deeper in, you know, is he far away? Yeah. Or what are you, what are you asking him? And, and how is at how, you know, first question is how is God speaking to you in the season or how has he spoken to you in past seasons? They'll explain. I'm like, okay. Okay. So then you just go through the list of like, you know, cause it's just all about learning. Go through the list. If like one season it was God would spoke to you through the Bible then read the freaking Bible and like read it until you feel like something comes out. And if that doesn't happen, then ask people for prayer and be like, I just need you to pray. This is what I'm going through. Do you have anything you feel like God's saying to you? Or it's going to a pastor or getting counsel or going to your homies. It's just like, yeah, you have to fight for it too. You know, you have to understand like God's not far. It's just, where is he? Where is he in all of this? Yeah. I think that's what's so awesome about this you know, your whole experience is that so much of this comes down to a decision of like, am I going to walk boldly in the identity that I have in Christ and not just sit on the sidelines? Because we could be hearing a very different story right now if you, you know, two days in at the hospital just shut down. And you're like, God left me and he's not here. And it could have... Granted, God can intervene at any moment to grab our attention again. But the fact that you made that decision to say, no, I'm going to choose to believe that God has has not left me, that he's with me, that he's wanting to teach me something. He's wanting to strengthen me. And not like, oh, he's having something really bad happen to me because he has to teach me a lesson. Not that kind of a thing. But he's, like you said, he's calling me into something deeper. And I have the opportunity to either walk in that and dive deeper or just shut down and use the excuse like, oh, you know, God left me. Yeah. You know, and that's the hard thing too, is like church has really been, I love God. I love the church and I think the church is amazing. I think that there are a lot of things that still need to be restructured in a lot of churches. There's some churches that are doing what I'm about to say. Um, and there's some churches that aren't, you know, where I think there's still an evolving thing, but most churches are just feeding the sheep, you know, they're feeding, you know, they're just feeding the congregation, feeding, feeding, feeding the word of God. They're not equipping people on how to actually talk to the Lord, you know, and how to like hear God for themselves. And, and, you know, for the long time, the Catholic church, they were the only ones that could read the Bible, you know, and they were the only ones that could like, this is the word of God. And, in a lot of ways, the church now, they encourage people to have more of an intimacy and like a relationship with Jesus and the Father. But they're not like giving practical ways, I feel like, in a lot of in a lot of places that I've seen. Um, there are some really amazing churches um, out there that are teaching and equipping their congregation because at the end of the day, it's just you and Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's not you and your church. It's not you and like whatever church you go to or you and like the small group you go to. It's like, it's you and Jesus and that's it. And you have to figure out how to talk to this homie and you got to figure out how to talk to God and like figure out what's the plan for you. Like, what is he speaking over you? What is he speaking over your life? What is he like? 
you know, what are the things that you guys like to do together? It's like, it's like having a best friend really. And you have to like, it's like when people say, uh, you know, it's bet you should date yourself before you start dating other people. <laughs> you have to kind of do that with Jesus, you know. And so, like, and, but so many people, all of a sudden, you know, like when you hang out with, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like when you um, you go out with a girl, and it's fun because you all have the same mutual friends or whatever, or you meet through a mutual friend. And so your like relationship is really just you hanging out with your friends. But when you get one-on-one, you're like, yo, I don't really freaking know who you are or, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I feel that's like what it is with Jesus with a lot of people. It was like that for me for many years until I like figured out, okay, I need to pursue this real relationship and figure out how does he speak to me? And how do yeah. I speak to him? You know, and you can tell, you can tell those people, like they're the ones that are in the prayer circle and then you ask them to pray and then they're praying all really weird. It's not like, it doesn't feel like a conversation. It feels like, uh, you know, this is, are they praying? It's like super authoritative. And it's like, is that how you talk to your father on the phone? You know, like, how do you talk to, how do you talk to your dad when you call your dad up for advice? You just know what I'm saying? It's language. not like, yeah, yeah normal language it's like just but that comes through the secret place and that comes through you spending time with him um yeah and this is and this isn't me saying like oh i have it i'm still figuring out man even in this season like there's a ton of things where i'm like all right i'm probably like this is not healthy like what i'm doing in this season in certain areas of my life but i feel like just me and god are walking together in it and you know and you're just always growing. And so for me, I'm still growing. I'm figuring out, all right, God, where are you in all this still? How do I open my eyes every single morning? And how do I just like trust you to be a, yeah. a good father, a good husband, you know, an amazing, like try to be the best friend that I can to people, encourager. Yeah. yeah. Simplify it's, things. Simplify, man. And it's just one day at a time and, and not giving, not giving up hope. And, yeah. and I think that's, really what it's been getting me through the days yeah i love that dude yeah it's so good man you have said so many things where i'm sitting here i know you have to roll pretty soon i'm like man that's so good he ended with that and then you go and you're like oh that's so good he ended with that (laughs) so even just kind of bring it back around uh with all of the things that we've talked about and you've kind of brought up and discussed is there a major theme uh that you would want to leave with people as kind of like a last thing you could say. Oh man. Um, you only have a short amount of time to leave a legacy. And I think that's kind of hmm. how I gauge everything. And that's, and that's pretty, and it's pretty sp- yeah. far spread. You only have a short amount of time that's to heavy. leave a legacy that's so good. and your legacy and I think that's what people have to figure out and not compare legacies to each other. Your legacy, like the legacy that I'm even mm-hmm. trying to leave for my kids right now is you can, that my son will know the faithfulness of God because of what my life has shown. And, and, and hopefully that'll translate to him and then he'll pick that up and he'll, you know, live that lifestyle as well. And then from him, he'll do the same thing and he'll, and I'm trying, you know, trying to break off the poverty mindset and trying to leave my kids with an inheritance. You know, you leave a legacy, however that looks to you, 
Yeah. But do it in a sense of like, for me, I wanted my life to resemble those guys I read in the Bible. I want to, I actually even want to do this. I want to write down my life with all the testimonies of God so that my sons, when they read the Bible, they're like, okay, that's cool. But I actually knew this guy. This was my father. And they're reading my life story, and it's something that could have tangible, yeah. and I pass down through the generations, you know. And it's like, that's what I want. I want my, I just yeah. want my family to, to, you know, just keep walking with Jesus and and keep trusting Him for radical things. So that's that's what I would leave everybody. Leave a legacy. Find that's out what so that good. legacy is, and 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 Jesus is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that's yeah. beautiful, Ryan. I think even as you know. I've had the opportunity to listen to your two projects. I think that's really clear that you desire to leave a legacy and a legacy of humility and honesty and integrity and passion and zeal for the Lord. Like it's all there. And so we're really grateful that you decided to spend some time with us this afternoon to kind of share on the seasons that you have walked through and even the seasons that you're still walking through. Um, I want to encourage all of our listeners to go check out Ryan's two new projects. Um, if you go on a streaming service, make sure you look for both, not just one. Because, you know, <laughs> Spotify does the whole, like, this is their latest project. But it's like, psych, he released two at the same time. And we'll post, <laughs> we can post it, too. Yeah, and we'll post about it um, awesome. on our social media and stuff like that. But find him on social media, um, even on his Instagram and stuff. He's got lots of good stuff to say. So um, be following him. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're really grateful that you spent some time with us. And um, Yeah, I like you a lot, dude. And we will we will write more <laughs> songs together. Too, we will. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Thank it. you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So to all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in to the More Than Music podcast. Um, if you haven't yet, we encourage you to subscribe to the show and leave a review. That really helps us in terms of getting the show out to other people. Um, and then you can follow us on social media. And if you haven't heard the song for this month that inspired um, this whole conversation and was written around uh, the topic of seasons of feeling far from God, then head to any streaming service. The song's called Speak to Me. Um, but yeah, we hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Amen. Bye.